back about his presence and about the manifestation of his spirit and what's taking place as you know uh, signs and wonders being manifest of course that is always uh, that is always resident in the church <laughs> you can't separate those two things they're always resident um, something I guess is uh, uh, unexplainable happened to somebody last Wednesday in service and uh, I don't know if you guys uh, had the opportunity to meet Adrian not this Adrian but the other Adrian that was sitting there uh, I was hoping he'd be here this morning but uh, uh, he's not here, but praise the Lord. He, obviously, he, I, I believe he'll be coming back. And uh, afterwards, after service uh, Wednesday, uh, he was he was talking. I got a chance to talk to him, and uh, a little bit, you know, just to see, greet him, and and, and uh, visit with him a little bit. And uh, of course, I believe he's obviously uh, interested in seeking 
and it's uh, the reason why he was here. But something happened to him Wednesday evening, and uh, he was sitting here. And uh, after after a Bible study, he he was talking to Brother Rich, and he asked him. He said, uh, "Do you folks sing to a backup track?" <laughs> and uh, Rich said, "No, no, we don't. Everything's live." He said, "You don't have a backup track?" He said, "No." He said because uh, he was talking about sister sister Melissa when she was when she took a little break there. And of course, we were all still singing and, and playing, but I think she was just worshiping God. He said, "He said I I, I could swear I heard uh, some more people singing." And that's that's what his uh, that's what he said. He said so when they when they weren't singing, he said I heard some other people singing. So he said I just wondered. I just thought if you, you had a backup track, and, uh, and and Rich told him, nope, we don't have a backup track. It's all live. He said okay, <laughs> but he heard some other voices that were carrying on and worshiping praise. So. Uh, to me, to me, that's just a confirmation. You know, I, yes, it's it's a blessing, and and I don't know. You know, I know some of you probably don't believe that, but that's that's on you if you don't want to believe. That's right. Praise God. Your lack of faith is, Amen. Your lack of belief. Praise God. But uh, to me, that's just a confirmation. When I heard that, when I was told that, I thought to myself, that's what the Lord spoke to us. And that's what we're that's what we're experiencing right here. So that's what's happening, regardless of you know. There's some that are uh, in tune, or there's so many things about this. And as Brother Dan said, it this place, obviously because the Lord put His name here, so His presence is here, and, and so that's the reason why we were able to uh, experience the the visitation of His Spirit in in the in the manner we do and uh, so amen let's not take that for granted let's not take it for granted praise God because the Lord is definitely in this place thank you Jesus if it wasn't for what he spoke to us you know in his word that wherever two or three are gathered in his name there am I in the midst of them Amen. That alone tells me that that alone that assures me that we're not alone Amen. in this place where his presence is here and his presence abides here. Amen. Praise God. So I don't take it for granted. I, I, I feel his presence every time I come into this place and every time I step up to this pulpit, I feel his presence. Amen. Can't just deny it. When you're sensitive to the Holy Ghost, there's no way you can deny it. I mean, it's, it's here. So that's a beautiful thing. And if we could just nurture. <laughs> Nurture that, if we can just let the Lord move and minister to us. Praise God. We'll find out there's some great things that can happen. And there are obviously some great things in store for us. Hallelujah. Man, if we could just get a hold of this. If a lot of them that can get a hold of this. Hallelujah. Before I forget, I better dismiss the Sunday school class. I'm sure they're all waiting. I'm sure they're all waiting. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
I want to I want to uh, speak to you this morning uh, on something that I felt like uh, you know I, I've been I've been feeling this this burden and uh, of course there's uh, obviously there's uh, certain directions we can go certain. Pertaining to his word, there's certain things that we could uh, uh, address. And I'm kind of like uh, what Peter said. He said, uh, he said that I will uh, put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them. He's talking about salvation. Uh, and be established in the present truth. You know, you think about that. That's what his words were. If I could just somehow put you in remembrance. Because sometimes we tend, we tend to forget. We tend to forget. So, to understand ourselves, as far as God's word is concerned to understand because he's the one that created us. Amen. He's the one that created us. And uh, he knows what we're all about. Sometimes we, we kind of uh, we struggle a little bit not knowing, not realizing. Amen. That's why I wish a lot of people that need to be here were here because they would come to an understanding, but hopefully if they listen to the podcast, they can come to an understanding and enlightenment because we do need to know and we, we do, in a sense, and, that, and that's something I guess being in the, the place that I am right now, being in the position I am right now, of course, uh, living for the Lord uh, this many years, and allowing, uh, allowing him to, to lead me, allowing him to teach me, and that I can grow and that I can experience uh, everything that he has given to me as far as his word is concerned. And walking in in the Spirit, walking in the Holy Ghost, it's it's amazing. So as a result of that, you know, of course, the other part of it is this: is nurturing. Nurturing that, what God's given you. And once you learn to nurture it, once you learn to build it up in your life, obviously you're, you're going to come to a, a, a state of mind and a state of being that you've never really uh, had before. So things are going to become more clearer to you. Here's the thing about it. Our hindsight is developed <laughs> we, we get a little bit more when we, we when we take a look at the the, the you know we, we understand life you know it's just like pieces of a puzzle sometimes you know we, we struggle with those pieces and where they go and where they're placed but once we, once a picture once a puzzle is put together and we see it and we go oh okay aha aha and we go hmm so that's the reason why 
but to understand ourselves, to understand ourselves. Pretty, the things of God are pretty simple. There's, there's a lot of simplicity in, in the Lord Jesus. So that's, that's one thing that we need to understand. Um, and so when we take a look at this, and I've given this, this particular Bible study several times in the past, and I think I've given it for a while here, but uh, to, to speak about, sometimes to remind ourselves, to remind ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with reminding ourselves. I do that all the time. Every time I get in the Word of God, I remind myself. And, and one of the things, you know, you might ask yourself, and, and this is a question, uh, this is a question, there's actually three questions. Uh, and, and one of the things that we may question is, why am I battling all the time against sin and the world? Why am I battling all the time against sin and the world? Another question may be, am I really saved? <laughs> if so, why do these temptations keep coming? <laughs> and uh, the other one is, maybe I didn't really get the Holy Ghost. Why do I have all these temptations and desires? So there's a lot of things that probably we're, we're troubled with. Troubles our spirit. As, as the writer in Ecclesiastes said, vexation of spirit troubles our spirit. Sometimes we, we feel like that. We go back to that place where we... And, and I think that <clears throat> that's where a lot of doubt arises. Sometimes even unbelief comes and just you know just removes what what faith we have because we tend to go back there we're, we're leaning back into that area uh, of our of our being and uh, that's why we have to be careful so if we go uh, go with me to the book of Galatians we'll start there we'll start there in the book of Galatians chapter 5 you probably know where I'm going already those of you that have heard this and I know it's been a while, but like I said, I just want to, how would I say, replay uh, certain things. And, and we'll be looking at verse number 16. Uh, <clears throat> well, we can back up, I guess. It's all pretty good, and I like this. I like this chapter very much. There's a lot of insight. Verse number 13, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. You see that? For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Love, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite... And devour one another. Take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. You see that? Amen. 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 It's there in the word of God for a reason. <laughs> and he says, he says, uh, this I say then, walk 
in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. If you're led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. What does that mean? You're not going to be judged by the law. Amen. How many of you feel that sometimes? Condemnation. Right. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's like that. There's, and if I want to say it that way, it's kind of like a fine line. And, and, you, notice that, and you notice that in the book of Romans where he talks about yielding our members. In chapter 6, yielding our members yielding our members if we yield to the sin if we yield to sin we're going to live in sin mm -hmm. but if we yield to the spirit guess what we're going to live and be able to live and accomplish the will of god in our lives so there's a there's a line there we can yield the, the key word is yield Whatever we yield ourselves to, whatever we give ourselves to, it's important for you to understand that because a lot of times we're like that. We're, we're, we're back and forth. Back and forth. Here's something amazing. You ever notice that? You read the story of, of, of Jacob and God obviously was, you know, he had a purpose in Jacob's life and when Jacob overcame and the Bible says when, when the angel of the Lord wrestled with him, that, uh, and, and Jacob made up his mind, he said, he said I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Mm -hmm. And so what did the angel do? He said, well, your name used to be called Jacob. Now it's going to be called Israel because uh, as a prince you have power with God and men and you have prevailed. So in other words, what happened was, amen, uh, he finally overcame his, his, and, and I'll say it, his sin, his own will. He finally overcame. He realized how important it was for God to have liberty and to have rule in his life. So Israel, as a prince, has to have power with God and men, and you have prevailed. So God gave him that name, Israel. He was no longer to be called Jacob. So you think about that. That's the two natures, your worldly nature, your flesh and nature, Jacob, your spiritual nature, Israel. And there was a time in, in Jacob's life when he had to come to a decision. Guess what? And you, and you read that in the book of Genesis where he was obviously not thinking according to the promise that God gave him. So when he wasn't thinking that way, the scripture goes to say that the Lord used that his name, Jacob, Jacob. But then when he realized what God promised and he believed the promise of God, and he said, okay, if this is the, the Lord's will for my life, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to obey it. Guess what? The Lord called him Israel. Mm -hmm. So there was always that, you know, always in our lives, there's that just we tend to go back and forth. 
we tend to lean to our carnal nature and sometimes we tend to lean to our spiritual nature there's always that struggle so when you're going back and forth there's going to be that mindset of wherever your mind is wherever you whatever state of being that you're in or if you're in your flesh you're going to think fleshly you're going to think carnally if you're in the spirit you're going to think spiritually you're going to have a spiritual mind does that make sense so you think about that you think about that hallelujah god wants us to be able to understand and to realize that we can if we truly want to excel we need to understand that <coughs> so we need to understand what happens when we are saved hallelujah and how we can overcome and be prepared for the coming of the of Jesus so if we really think about it we can begin by looking at the first type of man when I'm when I'm going to be talking to you about this morning I hope I can do it in the time that I'm given but I'm going to be talking to you about the seven men and the two natures the seven men and the two natures amen so we begin looking at the first type of man and the first type of man is what we call the natural man he's the sinner he's the sinner the natural man amen that's that's how we are when we're in the flesh we are all naturally like this when we're in the flesh we are naturally like this. Now look, look, and you start there, you read there, we'll start right there, verse number uh, 19 there, in the chapter we just read. He said, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. These are the works that are manifest in the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies envies envies murders drunkenness rev revelings and such like of which I tell you before, e as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So here we see that right there is a good example of uh, uh, what it is when we allow the flesh, when we allow the flesh, to dominate. Woo. Remember, we're all still mortal beings. Amen. We have not achieved immortality as of yet. If we can make it to the rapture, guess what's going to happen? Up until that time, you and I have to fight with, well, there's several 
<clears throat> enemies we have to fight with the devil, the world, sin, and yourself. Amen. Your carnal nature. Are you understanding this? Amen. You understanding this? Um, that's why I'm going to take my time. So you can understand. Uh, you read there in uh, uh, John, uh, excuse me, uh, Matthew 12. Let's go to Matthew 12 in uh, chapter 12, and we'll be looking at verses 33 through 37. Hallelujah. And, and look what he says here. Matthew chapter 12, and verses 33 and 37, he says, Either make the tree good, and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. So either or, make the tree good, <clears throat> and his fruit good, or else make it corrupt, and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. O generations of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by, the, by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. My. So, either we're going to be, well, we obviously are fruit bearers. We are. But what kind of fruit do we bear? Is it good fruit? Or is it bad fruit? Amen. So that's one thing you need to understand. That's what exists. Okay, that's what exists. And, and, and go with me to uh, uh, Mark chapter 7. Here's another reference in Mark chapter 7. And, uh, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verses 21, it says, Mark chapter 7, verses 21. It says, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. So we see that. Praise God. That's one thing that, praise God, we need to understand and realize that in our flesh there is no good thing. Here's, here's a beautiful piece of scripture. <clears throat> the book of Romans. Chapter 7. And you, you see there. I'm just going to go just read one verse out of there. In chapter 7. But you, you see there. Uh, the, the apostle Paul is talking about his battle. And, and basically, I'll paraphrase. He says, the good things that I want to do, I can't do it. And the bad things that I don't want to do, I do it. Why is it? There's that struggle. 
that struggle there. Trying to do what we need to do. The good things. And see, the thing about it is our conscience. The inner man wants to do good. How many of you, how many of you have that influence and motivation of your human spirit that wants to do good? Right. We do. We think about it. Right. I want to do good. Right. I want to do good. I want, I, want, I want to live a good, clean life. Amen. I want to be upright. I want to stand upright. Righteousness, not our righteousness, his righteousness. And so we struggle, we go back and forth with that, we deal with that. Every day we wake up, we're in that battle, aren't we? We wake up and ooh, praise God. If there is a way our human spirit could come out of our bodies and just put a whooping on our flesh. Right, right, amen. Huh? Yep. That would be something, but we've, we've, got, we've got to deal with that. So in verse number five, he says, for when we were in the flesh, look what he says, when, when, past tense, when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. When we were in the flesh, the motions of sin, how sin moved in us. Motions of sin. That's what you feel every now and then. The old flesh tries to resurrect. You feel that movement. So, amen. We know what that's like. We know, praise God, what we have to do as far as that's concerned. And, and amen. Uh, let me, let's let's go let's go way back into the book of Jeremiah. Let's Jeremiah seventeen, and uh, you might. Uh, I'm just no. These are all scriptural references to what I'm talking to you about. So, and I don't mind Jeremiah seventeen verse number nine. It says, "The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it?" Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's why I believe that Paul said there's no good thing in the flesh. In my flesh, there's no good thing. He's talking about the desires of the flesh. And uh, so we see that. I'm just identifying these things. And praise God, we need to realize and understand. Of course, God knows what he's talking about. Ephesians 4.18, and this is what it says uh, in, in Ephesians 4.18. It says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. So, so you see there, but ye have not so learned Christ, and so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Woo. So we see that. We see that. That's why it's important for us to understand. So, 
when we realize how important it is for us to understand that and, and understand that God wants to move in our lives. One more piece of one more piece of scripture verse in First Corinthians chapter two, verse number fourteen concerning the natural man, the natural man, the natural man. Hallelujah. <laughs> the natural man. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter chapter two, verse number fourteen, it says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You know why sometimes you cannot understand? Because you're trying to look at it through your flesh. The natural man cannot understand the things of God. Spiritually, spiritually discern. How, how can, you know, uh, you got to be careful. Don't listen to all these people that don't have the Holy Ghost and trying to teach you the Bible. <laughs> because their mind is not, you know, Paul said that when we're full of the Holy Ghost, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. So all these people that try to teach you the Word of God that don't even have the Holy Ghost, how can they teach you spiritual things when they're not spiritually minded themselves? Literally impossible. I came to that understanding so many years after I had the Holy Ghost. And I realized, why, why, how come... How come they disagree with what we believe. And they're supposed to be a Christian too. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. <laughs> right. 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 There's not, there's not uh, several ways of salvation. There's only one way. And it's just like everybody tries to put a twist in it. And I just, here I was just a simple, simple fool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd rather believe the word of God than anybody. Amen. amen. That's right. So, that, because the natural man does not, amen, like he says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. That's why it's hard. You ever wonder why sometimes it's hard for you to have faith? Because you're trying to discern, you're trying to judge by your spirit your flesh by your carnal thinking when all God wants us to do is say just believe and have faith in me <laughs> oh I, I feel it right now but I don't want to go there because I, I'll take the next half hour I guess but I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now but I, I would just preach on that thought right now just to drive it home because I know that's what hampers and that's what Impede some of you. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. I'm still talking about the natural man. So when the natural man turns to God and repents. And is baptized in Jesus name. That's why I say here. Listen to this now. Because there is a process of salvation. A process of of salvation okay so when the natural man returns to God and re repents and is baptized in Jesus name 
He loses his sin and becomes a repented man. A repented man. The works of the flesh are cut off. When people hear about the gospel, I'm talking about the, the unadulterated gospel, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. That's the good news. When they hear it, and they hear that God, amen, wants to remove their sin. When we come to the knowledge of God, the word of God should directly, and, and the first thing it does is it deals with our sinful nature. We find out how sinful we are, sinful creatures we are. So God deals with our sinful nature. We, we identify that through the word of God. We say, amen, that's not good for me right now. So what do you do? You need to repent. You need to repent. You need to change your mind. You need to change your heart. You need to change your direction. That's a repented man. And you need to cut off the, the works of the flesh. You need to say to yourself, no more. Amen. Starts out with that. Amen. When you say, Lord, I'm going to repent. So the, 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 the works of the flesh are... Are cut off so it's important for you to understand um, uh, where can we begin where can we begin well let's start with the Bible I guess Proverbs 28 13 man I, I know I'm not gonna be able to do it now unless I do some speed reading here <laughs> praise God Proverbs 28 13 and this is what it says, is he that overcometh his sins shall not, or he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. That's repentance. Since we're in the Old Testament, let's go to the book of Ezekiel. And Ezekiel 18. And we'll be reading verses uh, 20 and 23. And it says this. 20, uh, Ezekiel 18, verses 20, it says, uh, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he hath committed, and keep all my statutes, and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him in his righteousness that he hath done. He shall live. Man, isn't that something? All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. None of us, the Lord's not going to bring it up. Woo. So when you truly repent, you say, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to stop living in my sinful ways. 
and you do that. Of course, remember, you have to have a change of heart. You have to have a change of mind. You have to have a change of direction. You have to do an about face. A 180 degree turn. A 180 degree turn. Hallelujah. Praise God. So when you do that, you're turning your back on it, obviously. And, and verse number uh, 27 through 32 in the same. Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive because he considereth and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed and he shall surely live and he shall not die. Look what he says in verse uh, 31. Cast away from you all your transgressions whereby ye have transgressed and make and make ye a new heart and a new spirit for why will ye die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore turn yourselves and live ye. Repent. That's the first part of it. Amen. Repent. Amen. Repent. Repent, repent, repent. Luke 24, verse number 47. We're talking about the repentant man. We're still talking about the repentant man. 24, verse number 20, uh, Luke 24, 47, excuse me. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. So repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. Amen. Luke chapter 13. Let's go to 13 in the same book there. And 1 through 3. Luke chapter 13. 1 through 3. And this is what it says. My. It says, Therefore there were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the, the Gal Galileans before because they suffered such things? I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One of the most famous ones that we are all acquainted with, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And of course, then Peter said unto them, Repent, repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repent. So that's, that's the first part of it. You know, that's what a lot of people do. 
They repent. And when you're sincere in your repentance, you say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I want to I want to change my life. I want to serve you. And they're sincere in the heart. And you know what they do? And I've heard a lot of testimony. People say, man, I felt the goodness of God. I felt that weight lifted off of my, my soul. I felt so good that I cried. And they... And you know what they say? So I became born again. No, you did not become born again. You just felt God's forgiveness. You felt his goodness. When you were sincere in what you did, that's all you did. That was just the first step of your salvation. Because once you repent of your sins, the next part of it is you have to remove them. Removal of those sins. Remission of sins to remove them from you. Amen. And how does that take place? Well, in Jesus' name. Right. Did you realize this? That when we were baptized in Jesus' name, everything we've ever done, all the way up to that point in our life, every sin we ever committed was washed away. Amen. So when you came out of that, amen, that water, that watery grave, guess what? You were clean. Amen. You were a, a new creature. I always remember that, man. I never felt so light in my life. Woo! Amen. Praise right. God. Yeah, that's right. So clean. And that wasn't, yes. you know, of course, I received the Holy Ghost before I was baptized, so I didn't have to, you know, but man, I tell you what. But that's, that's, that's repentant, you know. That's the repentant man. Let's go to Acts 17. Man, I, I need to hurry. Man, 17. Praise God. Praise God. Acts 17, uh, verse number 30, it says this, uh, In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. To repent. We all need to Repent. Repent. Romans 2. As we're whisking along here in the Word of God, chapter 4, I mean, chapter 2, verse number 4, Romans 2, are despised. Look what he says. Uh, <clears throat> He says, let's back up. Verse number one, therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest, that judgest. For, for where thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. Ooh. <laughs> for thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth, truth against them which can commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things and doest the same, that, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? God's goodness leads you to repentance. You know what, saints? That's not a one-time experience. Amen. It's an experience that you and I should probably have every day. You know why? Our carnal nature. 
we're still dealing with our carnal nature. We're dealing with the, now we're dealing with the repented man. So this is the, re, we're speaking about the repented man. And, and you go over there into, uh, go with me into uh, Colossians chapter 2, and, and we'll, we'll try to finish this on, on the repented man, speaking about the repented man. Colossians chapter 2. And uh, verse number verse number eight. Is that right? Oh, oh yes, okay. And it says in verse number eight, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. So once we come to that place of being a repented man, that's what happens. That's what takes place. Thank God. Thank God. Last but not least, Second Peter. This is still the repented man. Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 9. And it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Repent, repent, repent. So when we repent, of course, remember we, we talked about that scripture uh, when we were talking about the, the the flesh and the works of the flesh where he compared it to as a tree that brought forth fruit. We either bring forth good fruit or we bring forth bad fruit. So when we bring forth bad fruit and all those things exist and, and you know, sin and, and all that, when we repent, it's almost, he, he compares it to like those branches being cut off. They're being cut off. The bad fruit is cut off. Branches of sin will soon, and this is this is the talking about the repented man. So when you repent, your, the branches of sin are cut off in your life. So unless we're careful, the branches of sin will soon reappear if he does not go on to receive the Holy Ghost. Woo! Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 12. Let's go there. My, my, my. Matthew chapter 12. So that's why it's important for us. Thank you, Jesus. Verse number 43 in Matthew chapter 12, it says this. Uh, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then saith he, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. 
Then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so, even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. You know, that's why it's necessary for us. You wonder, after you repent, you know what you need to do? You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't, if you don't, praise God, something is going to happen. And see, that's that, that's that battle that the Apostle Paul was talking about. Uh, go there with me in Romans chapter 7 again. Let's go back to Romans chapter 7. And you see there in Romans 7 and, and verse number, uh, of course we read 15, but let's read from verse number 18. <clears throat> he says, For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. So he's, he's talking about a repentant man. Here's the thing. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot try to live for God if you do not seek the Holy Ghost. And I'm, I'm talking not just to the people that first come to the knowledge of the truth. I'm talking to the people that are saved. Unless you seek the Holy Ghost every day of your life. You won't be able to do it on you. You wonder why people backslide? It's because they've allowed the flesh to have too much exercise in their life. Too much movement. And so you see that happening. And so that's what, that's what he's saying. For the good that I would, I do not. For the good things I want to do, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So those things that I don't want to do, I go ahead and do them. Sometimes, you know, how, how many of you ever realize that? Why is it? We tend to always just fall into sin so easily. Well, obviously, your carnal nature. Ooh. Okay? So he says, I find in the law that is when I would do good, evil is present with me. How many of you find that? Nope. Mm. I've got some, I, 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 you know. Mm, I want to, I want to, you know, you feel like uh, I want to go for it. But all of a sudden, here comes that resistance. That's mm. right. Standing in your way. We all know that, don't we? We wake up and, man, the old flesh is sure ugly. That's right, Silas, it is. So we see that. So he says, Verse number 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Oh, and we go there sometimes, don't we? We always say, oh man, I, you know, our spirit, our human spirit is the one that, it, 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 that's part of us that leads us to, hey, I, mm, I want to go for it. But then your flesh is, oh, hold on a minute. Just, mm, 
basically saying, who's in charge here? Hmm. <laughs> so we see that. He said, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So you have those two natures. It's almost like a tug of war. But it doesn't stop there. It seems like people like to read Romans chapter 7 and say, See? And that's why they like to justify sin. That's why they like to justify their humanity. See? Well, in the original text, there was no chapters and verses. So Paul went on to write, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So he went on to say, the answer is this. Walk in the Spirit. Amen. That's how you're going to be able to overcome your flesh. That's what Jesus said, didn't he? Right. The Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. So we see that. So unless we, amen, unless we, we cut off, unless we cut off, Unless we cut off. That sinful nature. Unless we cut it off. We will not be able to overcome. We will not be able to overcome. So that's why it's important. When we receive. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. We are no longer. A repented man, we become a. Is everybody waiting for it? Mm -hmm. We become a. Mm -hmm. Everybody's sitting in this kind. We become a born again man. We become a born again man. When we cut off, when we do that, like the scripture says, we become a born again man. We're born again. I like that. John, let's go to John chapter 3. <clears throat> We're all familiar with this, but we'll read it again. Mm -hmm. This is our anthem. Yeah. <laughs> this is our anthem. Verse number 3, John chapter 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Wow. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. 
So when we're born again, according to the scriptures, I like, I like what it says here in John chapter one, verse number 13, it says, <clears throat> it says, which were born not of the blood, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, which were born of God. In other words, born, born again means born from above. So the kingdom of heaven comes down and we're born from above. When we receive the Holy Ghost, man, talk about a transformation. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh or where it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Woo! My. So, herein is the gospel comprehended. Man, if people would just take note. I was listening to a, a Bible teacher on the radio coming back from uh, uh, Norfolk when I went after my guitar and uh, <clears throat> trying to find a gospel station and I could only get to one down there so I was listening to it but a guy comes on and he, he explains the born again process so I was like oh, okay I was waiting for it and then all of a sudden Guess what? He didn't even quote John 3, 5. 3, chapter 3, verses 3 to 5. He didn't quote it. Didn't. So I thought to myself, how can, how can you be born again when you don't use John chapter 3 to explain the born again process? I mean, that's the only way. That's the only way. So I thought to myself, wow, they do not understand. And, and Here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. If, if you go in, uh, he says in, in John chapter 7, verse 37, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood, cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his valley shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So we see this. He was talking about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That was not yet given yet. When was it given? On the day of Pentecost. So, so we see that. So that's why it's important. So when this happens, when this happens and, and, and you go over to uh, 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 <clears throat> Colossians chapter 3. And we're talking about the born-again man again. We're still talking about the born-again man. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 10. We're going to see here. Amen. What the Apostle Paul is saying. And, and he says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So when we're born again, we put on the new man. Okay. The apostle John in first John chapter three, verse number nine, had this to say. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin for his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. 
Oh, man. So that's what helps us to be able to live this new life. The new nature grafted in is the nature of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what happens. When we receive the Holy Ghost, that's the, the whole reason why receiving the Holy Ghost is important to us. And let me tell you something, even in our ranks, even in our ranks, and, and it's sad to say, because we, we've experienced this in different fellowships when people say that the only time that when you, re, when you experience the initial born-again uh, uh, experience when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, that's the only time you speak in tongues. One time I had to back up and I had to say, what, what, what did you say? <laughs> so when we talk about being born again and what that means, of course Paul talked about this in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. And he talks about, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among you, Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And 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 you and of course we just read that scripture in, in Colossians chapter ten, so that all you know comes together with that. <clears throat> so this is what we receive in the Holy Ghost. This is what we receive in the Holy Ghost. Is everybody ready? Acts chapter, I'm talking about the born again man. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. And we know what that's all about, don't we? This is what we receive. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So we shall receive power. Man, it's something, isn't it? Amen. We shall receive power. You go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. We're all familiar with this. This is the born-again person. Amen. And, and born-again man. So he says this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So your old life, your old self, your old man is dead, is buried. Praise God. Thank God for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness. Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. So we see that. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> Ephesians 4. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Ephesians 4. 
verse number 22. It says that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. <laughs> and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Man. Still talking about the born-again person. The born-again man has two natures. Always remember that. We have two natures. That's why I say we're kind of, uh, how would I say it? We're unique. Because we're still human, but yet we have the Holy Ghost. So we're unique. So the born-again man has two natures, which is, when we talk about the tree, the natural man is referred to as the trunk of the tree, and the spiritual man is, is what we call, like Paul was saying, the engrafted nature. Every born-again person has a choice. We all have a choice. Did you realize that? We, we all have a choice. We can choose. We can choose, as Paul said in 5.17 of Galatians, we can choose. He says, for the flesh lusteth against the flesh, and the spirit against the flesh, and, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So we all have a choice. What are we going to do? Are we going to yield? Are we going to yield? As I said before, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. This seems like time just seems to close in on me. Romans chapter 6. And look what he says in Romans chapter 6, verses 16. He says, Knowing not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to obey. To whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart. That form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. So you see that. He goes on to say, as you go on and you read down in that uh, rest of the passage, the scripture there in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verses 12. Through 13. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So that's the that's the born again man. Hallelujah, that's the born again man. We can choose. Right now we choose.
we can make a choice what we do. That's that's the that's the part that you know sometimes I don't think we really fully comprehend. We don't understand the struggle. We can either choose to walk in the new life or we could choose to go back to the old life. We could live in the old nature after the flesh. If we so choose. If we do, guess what we become? We become a carnal man. A carnal man. First Corinthians chapter 3, if you want to go there, I have a few minutes, so. First Corinthians chapter 3, so we, if we do... Verse number one says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, <laughs> but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? For one, while well, one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Ooh. So that's one thing that we, we, we need to be careful of. Romans chapter 8, let's go back there again. Romans chapter 8, verses uh, 5 through 8. And this is what it says. For they that are after the flesh cannot do the things. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Do you see that? For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Ever wonder why sometimes people say, I can't live for God. <laughs> Application of God's word. Guess what? When you're in the flesh, it's going to die out. Because that's the fruit of, of sin, death. That's why people aren't motivated. They're not. They don't have that motivation. They don't have that energy. And so it dies out. It dies out. And so, uh, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It's life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it can't, but for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Oh my. Hallelujah. That explains a lot of things, doesn't it? <laughs> we look at it and we go, mm, yeah. 
But you know what? The word of God is true. It is true. My, my, I tell you what. If we just can get to that point, I'm, I'm saying that because if we could just get to that point of allowing the Lord to, to really <clears throat> work in us, go with me to Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 11. It says, Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. <laughs> Sometimes we don't pay enough attention. Sometimes we don't hear. We have selective hearing. We can turn it off. We can be distracted. I, that's something I guess frustrates me because I'm, I'm the only one that can, you know, I stand up here unless you're all watching one another. <clears throat> I stand up here and I see <clears throat> how everybody's sitting there. <coughs> Excuse me. In reaction to what's going on up here. And I see some people down like this. And I see... So I know that... Mm -mm -mm -mm. Not paying attention. Something I get frustrated with. What he says here. We have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing that ye are dull of hearing. The hearing isn't sharp, you're not. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word. Do you see that? Unskillful. If you haven't been weaned. Huh? If you haven't gotten <clears throat> rid, of the, rid of the milk. And that's all you have a taste for. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Praise God. That's, that's one thing about that development, growth, maturity. Milk is for babies. He said, everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use having their senses exercised to discern both good and evil by reason of use and we're, we're still talking about the carnal nature you know what happens to us and you know man I tell you what Growth is something that... Here's something about living in the flesh. When we live in the flesh, the carnal man has dropped right back into the old life. He or she lived before they were saved. They're living according to the desires of the flesh. The old nature. 
So when you allow yourself to, that's the thing. Please don't pad your conscience. The reason why I say this, you might say to yourself, you might justify yourself by saying, I come to church every time the door is open. I come to worship the Lord. But yet, even in that, I want you to pay attention. Because every time you come, God's word should have an effect on you. You should be motivated to seek the, the will of God in your life. And whatever instruction God imparts to you. That is a, a very strong indication of the direction he wants you to go. <coughs> and how he wants you to grow and develop. Everything that is done as far as the word of God is concerned. Is not just something to entertain you. Life, your life and, and your experience in, in the church will become more meaningful if you actually truly come with a desire to really want to hear, to really want to grasp the things of God and not just to come and sit and be entertained. Am I making sense? Hallelujah. Because... Even while you're sitting where you're sitting right now, if you do not apply, if you're not active in your spiritual development, in your spiritual learning and being taught, if you're not active and you're just sitting here, you're just, you just come and you, you come and you just sit and you do not exert yourself. You know what? You might as well face it. You know what kind of person you are? You're... you're, you're you're right here with everything right at your fingertips. And if you just always tend to kind of pull yourself back and say, mm -hmm. my, 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 I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You know what you, you become? You become so used to your <clears throat> state of mind your state of being where you are you, you become so comfortable with it that you don't really try to somehow uh pursue it and 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 uh follow the the leading of god's spirit that you're you're you're, you're sitting back and you say okay i'm, I'm okay I'm, I'm doing fine you know what you are in, in in sense uh scripturally you know what you are you're a reprobate person true you you come into that place of, of being left i have a few minutes left let's just let's just make a, the the carnal man has dropped right back into the same life and everything and desires of the flesh eventually the engrafted new nature will be smothered out and die and he or she will become a reprobate man or woman wow First, uh, Romans chapter 1. Uh, we got a few minutes. <clears throat> Romans chapter 1. I'm not going to be able to finish this. So I'm going to have to finish this next weekend. But... I don't think there was ever a time I finished this in one Bible study anyway. We don't have enough time. <laughs> Romans chapter 1. 
verse number 21, it says, because that when they knew God, <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Wow. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. All this. All this. Uh, go to uh, verse number, uh, where am I now? Where am I? I'm trying to find my place here. Verse number 28 in the same chapter. It says, and as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. They did not like to retain him <clears throat> in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. To do those things that which were not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness and fornication and wickedness and covetousness. Maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things and disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Ooh. That, that, that's something that uh, I guess is really, uh, how would I say, what we just got, what we just finished reading is pretty severe. And people don't realize that. When, when you can't grasp and, and get a hold of the things of God and what the Lord's trying to do in your life, and you can't, you can't do that. It's, you put yourself in a very dangerous position because, you know, and, and, and here's the thing, I've, I've experienced this and, uh, I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things that are, that should never happen. Should never happen. But they only happen just because of people that really didn't have it in their heart to really want to live for God. There was a pretense, but that was about it. Never did really apply themselves to really want to take the word of God and put it into, you know, work in their life. And as a result, guess what happened? And, 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 and you know, we, we, we uh, that's where, when we talk about people that come in and just, what you're doing is you're just playing with God. And you're just playing church. You're not really sincere about what you're doing. You're just there. And then to be able to hear the word of God every time. And to me, that's, that's something that the Lord really... Uh, how would I say, grieves his spirit when people can sit there and mock him. Yeah. Hallelujah. So that's why it's important for us. Last but not least, 2 Corinthians chapter, or 1 Corinthians, oh, 2 Corinthians, excuse me, chapter 13, verse number 5, examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves, knowing not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you except ye be reprobates. My, my, my.
Hallelujah. I'll stop there for this morning. Thank you all for coming. Uh, we'll see everybody at 2 o'clock this afternoon. We'll have us a... Amen. A heavenly time this afternoon. That's all I can say. Man, I tell you what. So we'll see everybody later. God bless you all. Dismiss in Jesus' name.